Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply this is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're at the, the first press conference here for Chris Eubank Jr.'s fight with Liam Smith on January 21st at the AO Arena. I'm joined by Chris Eubank Jr. How are you, mate? I'm excellent. I'm well. I'm uh, feeling good. Quick question. When you were eating that bucket of KFC, uh, whichever show it was a few months ago, was there any talks with KFC at the time? You know what, I have to give it to you, Cook, and I think that that interview actually propelled me into the KFC, uh, into, their, into their view, into the spotlight. Hold on, we need to get this guy on the team. You know, that, this, that's where this has all started from. So, um, yeah, now we are partners. Now I'm being sponsored by them. Now I get unlimited KFC whenever I want. So, uh, yeah. No worries. So I can't get in on that at all? No, you can't get in on the chicken. I might be able to get one of these jackets, but the chicken is uh, solely for me. So if you walk into any KFC anywhere in the country, I'm assuming it just applies to the UK, you can, what, show them your jacket or something and you can get like, a free zinger or something? Yeah. Absolutely. Bargain buckets, uh, the, the hot spicy wings, the beans. And these are all great sources of protein and carbs. You know, which is what a fighter needs leading up to Fried chicken, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, it's energy, right? It's fuel. I'm training so hard every day, so I need, I need to burn those calories. So the fried part doesn't actually really matter. Well, anyway, you're welcome. Um, okay, so uh, the situation, obviously, you were left in uh, after the, the aftermath of the Conor Bennett situation. I suppose this is the best situation that possibly could have happened for you, that you're fighting, obviously, in January, a, a, in a pay-per-view show against Liam Smith as someone that you've been linked with in the past before so was this the best case situation after what happened regarding Conor Ben? I think so yeah you know we're making the best of a, of a bad situation and this is actually a, a great situation this is a great fight um, this is a fan friendly fight 
and uh, you know the objective for me was to get out as quickly as possible after the disappointment of the last fight falling through. I wanted this fight in December actually and I tried to push for that. We couldn't make it happen so we've got it in January which is still a good thing um, because it enables me to fight three times next year, once in the summer again and then again in the winter. So um, I'm happy. Let me just clarify some comments that I believe you've made, but I just wanted you to explain. Did you say that um, Liam Smith's opponents haven't been on your level? Did you say that, or do you want to clarify some comments that have been made allegedly about that? I, I think Liam did say something like that to the press, but I don't, I don't believe I have ever said anything like that before. I don't know why he said that. Yeah, because it would confuse me for you to say that when you know he's been in with the likes of Canelo and Jaime Mungaya and these guys that... Um... I, don't, I don't put down other fighters in terms of like, you know, some guys they like to say, oh, well, you know, he, he's, he's lost, uh, you know, every time he stepped up. So what, the 32, the 31 guys that I've beat have just been nothing, you know? That's, that's the type of language that I've, that I've heard Smith say and that I've heard the... The, uh, the haters and the armchair critics say, and it's disrespectful to to fighters, and it's, it's, it's absurd to say anything like that. Um, I wouldn't say that about you know the guys he's fought. Um, yeah, you know, he should know better. The tagline for the the fight that should have been was 60%. It is now being brought down 10% to 50%, which suggests that you do, which you said in the press conference, you don't believe that this is going to be a tougher fight to what Conor Ben would have been. No, I don't. Um, you know, Connor had that undefeated spirit, and uh, you know, unpredictable. He had that fire. He had that youth. That's why I think that that fight would have been harder than um, than what Liam is going to bring to me on the twenty-first. Um, he's a very ABC type of fighter. You know, he's not going to do anything that you know he's, there's no surprises there's no tricks up his sleeve um you know he's good in a lot of areas in boxing but he's not great you have to be great to beat me there was a lot of emphasis in that press conference over rematch clauses um there was a lot of talk between Caller and not as much yourself but liam smith etc can you just kind of address that there's nothing to address you know that's what happens in big fights there's rematch clauses are put in there by promoters who cares it's boring Calais indicated that that was a business decision based on him and right ahead of you but is that the case is that what it was yeah I don't you know I don't care it's not I don't, if he wants to if he wants to you know say oh well he, you put a rematch clause in this fight so that means you're worried and you think I'm going to beat you let him have that it's okay Roy Jones will uh, at some point obviously join you for this camp. Roy Jones wasn't going to be involved previously. You explained why he wasn't going to be involved previously, but you feel like Roy Jones is the man for you this time round against Liam Smith? Roy Jones is the man for me any time round. It's not, this fight is not like a special fight. Uh, I said it, you know, leading up to the Connor fight before I knew anything about this fight is that, you know, he will be with me for the rest of my career. He'll be in my corner for all my fights, just not, not the Ben fights. Um, you know, I could be fighting, I could be fighting, uh, you know, a guy with 20 losses next. Roy would be in my corner. So, yeah. Not because I need him, I want him there.
He's a legend. He's an amazing coach. He's an amazing person. So I want him around. You spent quite the last couple of years building a relationship with him as well, yeah? Absolutely. He's a, he's a great guy. You know, I, I lived on his farm. I lived with him for, for the whole of COVID. Um, and I learned a lot. I know that you have kind of stayed away over the last few weeks away from um, stayed away from the media but kind of while a situation regarding Conor Ben has been going on in the background you haven't spoken about that situation but a few weeks on from it now what is your kind of evaluation of what happened and what is going on now currently I don't know what's going on uh, you know Conor is MIA Conor is in hiding which says a lot. You, know, you don't hide if you're innocent. Um, you know, you keep hearing all this talk about he's employing all these lawyers and scientists. Connor, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's done. Even if you're not guilty, you're guilty. Own up to it. Uh, accept it. And ask for forgiveness. That's your only shot. It's your only way out of this. If you keep doing this, uh, trying to prove me wrong, I'm the victim, look at me, I feel sorry for me, no one's ever going to forgive you. Can you just clarify, uh, before, while that fight week was going on, Chris, there was a bit of confusion about conversations that you'd had with Connor because he said that he'd kind of spoken to you, but we understand that that was prior uh, to that week um, where you were alerted to the situation that you had some sort of conversation with him. This is prior to the fight week. Can you just kind of clarify that? Because a lot of people were talking about him saying that he'd spoken to you and then you come on, I think, to the, in an interview and said that you hadn't spoken to him, etc. regarding that situation. Yeah, they were trying to say that he called me that morning and, and, and uh, you know, and he, he, he said, yeah I, yeah, I spoke to him in the morning, like, as it was all coming out in the media, and that's not true. Um, but you had spoken to him? About 10 days before. Um, and when we spoke, it was, you know, all right, well, this has happened. Uh, and, you know, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, and I said, you better, you know, for your sake. I told him, you know, this is the worst thing that could ever happen in any fighter's career. So for your sake, I hope that you can figure this out. Because if not, that's it. Um, you know, he was kind of trying to say, oh, well, you know, I don't know how this happened and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Uh, you know, I, did, I didn't really know what to say, you know. And then obviously I found out about the second failed drug test. And, uh, you know, I was like, wow. So he's, he lied. You know. You were prepared to fight though, knowing kind of the information you had at whatever point, you were still prepared for this fight to go ahead. Well yeah, I found out I think ten days before the fight. I'd, I'd been I'd had a whole camp. Um, I don't care what someone's doing behind closed doors. I've 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 worked too hard. You can't beat me. That's my mindset as a fighter. Is that wrong? Maybe it is. Most people probably would have, once they'd found out, 
uh, you know, that's it, it's done. I'm not that type of guy, I don't have that type of spirit. Um, and, it, and, and, and it's not up to the fighters to, to call, cancel fights and, you know, that's up to the board, that's up to the promoters and that's up to the, the you know, the managers, the people that control the sport. It, should be, it shouldn't be left to the fighters because as fighters, we just want to fight. Knowing what you do now, I don't know what information you know and what you do know and what you don't know, but do you believe Conor Ben? Yes or no? Uh, do, what, do I believe what? Do you believe uh, the reasonings to why regarding contamination? In the two interviews he's given to national newspapers over the last few weeks, which I'm sure you would have seen or seen snippets of, etc. But do you believe that um, there hasn't been any kind of intentional wrongdoing in Conor Ben's case? I'd like to believe it. When I first heard about it, in my mind, I was like, all right, well, there has to be a, a mistake here. You know, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, when you fail two, which is what apparently he's done, uh, it's hard to believe anything that is not hands up, I'm sorry. And even if that is the case, even if there is a, a, a non-guilty verdict, um, he's still guilty in the, in, the, in the eyes of the people and the public. That, that asterisk, that stain is always next to his name or on his name. It doesn't matter how much money you pay for your lawyers and, and for your defense team and your scientists, you got caught cheating. That's the public opinion and that will never change. Do you believe you two will one day fight in the future? I think so, I hope so. Now we have our own story. Now we have our own reasoning for wanting to fight. Now it isn't just, oh, well, you know, you're too, your father's fought, so now you guys should fight. Now we have our own thing. Now we have our own score to settle. Okay, well, just finally, let's, let's bring it back to Jan 21st at the AO Arena on Sky Sports box office. Yourself and Liam Smith will go uh, at it. Uh, I'm assuming this will sell out very quickly. Chris, what happens on January 21st in Manchester? What happens... Um God, you guys and your predictions, man. Don't you get bored of asking that question? What's going to happen on the night? Are you going to knock him out? Don't you get bored of saying that? What, have you got every single one of your predictions correct over the years? No, but I'm just saying it's such a, it's such a boring question. It's like, you know, my predictions are I'm going to have a fight. I'm going to go in there in front of thousands of people. I'm going to fight another man. And... Uh, I'm going to get hurt and I'm going to hurt him and we're going to and we're going to entertain the public you know and it's going to be a fight that I think is going to be able to be rewatched for for years to come just because of the stars we have um, I think this is going to be the funnest fight I've had in a long time in many years just just because of how he fights you know I love all that inside fighting and you know looking for the openings and you know the that game, that inside game, which he likes to do, which you can't do with a lot of guys. A lot of guys either don't have the skill set or they don't want to stand in front of you. Smith 
that's that's what he is. That's what he does. So, um, yeah, my prediction is that we're going to go in there, we're going to have a fight, and it's going to be fun. Here's a better question to uh, end on. Who wins out of Canelo and Lionel Messi? In what? Football? Have you not, have you not seen <laughs> Have you not seen their little bit of back and forth on Twitter? No, I have not seen that. Oh, well, I can't. There's no point in me going on about it then if you haven't seen it. But in a football match, yeah, Messi wins. I mean, I don't know why. How could they have gone back? They've, and forth? they've been going on. I don't know where you've been over the last 48 hours. I'm but not, I'm not. I'm not a social media guy. I, I don't check people's pages and you know go into the whole what's the latest craze and what's the latest news. I don't really do that. You know, I, if I'm ever on social media, I'm just letting my fans know what I'm doing and then I'm off and just living life because it's uh, it's an addiction. You know, I, I used to kind of get into that. You know, you'd sit down on Instagram, you'd be going through people's pages and watching the videos and the stories and the pictures and all of a sudden it's, you know, five hours have gone by. And you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, I've just wasted my day or I've, I've just wasted five hours of sleep when I should have been sleeping because I'm on social media. You know, that, that was years ago, and I just stopped doing it because it's it's, it's 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 no good. It's no good. And now, yeah, and, and this is exactly why because I got stuff like this, Messi versus Canelo. I don't want to be looking at There's that. A bit of tongue in cheek there. I assumed you to know the story, but yeah, no, no, I, I stay away from all that. You know, I'm I'm, I'm real. I live life. You know, I want to I want to see things. I want to be around people and and real things, not who would win in a fight between a footballer and Canelo. Yeah, it wasn't a serious question, obviously, and I know you take a lot of interest in Canelo because you've called him out many a time, so that's why I assumed... That's, that's, that's a great fight. That fight it has to happen. Who else is he going to fight now? He's, he wants to fight in Britain. Um, who else is there? You know? I, let's get it on, man. You know, let's, let's do this. You need to be tested. And you're not going to fight your Mexicans because you're worried about, I don't know, what's the reason he doesn't fight Mexicans again? I'm not going to, I don't know the specific reason to, to say here he on says. camera, but well, from what Mexican. he said. I'm English and Jamaican, so you can fight me. You know, it's, it's chalk, it's, 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 very, it's very plain and simple. Um, he wants box office, he wants money, he can't fight GGG again, no one wants to see that. Um, let's go, baby, I'm here. I'm ready. Before that, January 21st is your focus, obviously. Absolutely. First, we've got to get rid of Liam Smith. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Like I said, I think this is going to be the f most fun I've had in a fight in many years. Chris Eubank Jr., thank you very much for your time, as always. And uh, we look forward to eight weeks' time at the AO Arena in Manchester. Have you got anything else you'd like to add? No, I do not. Thank you very much for your time. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Barapapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado.